Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. If this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going, please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will right. also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that. And that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. (laughs) I swear to God, I've tried to record this episode probably like three times, but I am just, it's just so hard to figure out what I want to say. Okay, here we go. I hope this sounds okay. Hi, everybody. Um, it's me. It's Lauren. It's been a while. I'm sorry about that. That sounded so fucking fake. Okay. It's really hard to do this alone. I feel like I put on my performance voice and I know that everybody, specifically my sister, hi Caroline, is going to make fun of me. I'm really not trying to. It's just kind of how I talk sometimes. Okay. Hi, it's Lauren and this is going to be a solo episode where I'm just going to kind of chit chat and catch up and talk to y'all about what's been going on in my life. It's been a really long time since we've recorded one of these episodes and obviously it's not even we it's me right now Georgia is not here Georgia and I have both been just really really busy Georgia moved to Florida which is super fucking cool I have been working which is not as cool but it is cool because my job is pretty pretty fun you would know if you followed me on Instagram and saw all my stories of me dancing with my coworkers. really really fun anywho um hi how y'all doing I've missed you. I missed sitting down and chit-chatting, but it has been a month. It has been a a lot. And that is kind of what I want to talk about with this episode. It's kind of what that's been. So yeah, let's catch up. High and low. So my high recently has been Olivia Rodrigo's new album. And I know that she released it a while ago. But I haven't talked to you guys since then. And I absolutely fucking love it. Like, I really, really love it. And this is why I think I do. I tend to date a lot of actors myself. So, really Joshua Bassett-esque types. And I don't know if that's why I can relate to so many of the songs on the album. Or that's why they hit me as hard as they do. But I swear to God... Every single time Enough For You comes on, oh my god, I literally cry. I I cry at that bridge. I scream at the part when it says the coffee line. Legitimately, I'm like, (laughs) that is my ex-boyfriend. And if you're listening to this, hi, hope you're doing well. But I'm like, god, that's wild, man. Wild. Um, Yeah, so that's been my high because I played that at least two or three times a day. Also, I've been getting really into podcasts again. 
not even this one. Oh, that's so funny. But I, I really like podcasts and I love listening to them. So that's been a high recently. I started listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast. I really like that. Um, it also been a high. <laughs> I started rewatching Glee. I know. Uh, trigger warning, Matthew Morrison. But I don't know. It brings me some sort of comfort. And I don't, I think it's kind of bad that Glee's my comfort show. But I mean, theater kids. So what you going to do about it? Yeah. So those are just some good things that have been going on in my life recently. Um, a low probably has to be the fact that I haven't really seen my friends in a long time. And I miss them. I miss Sedona, and I miss Lauren, and I miss all my college friends, but I've just been working so much, and I've enjoyed it. I, I love where I work, but I really, really, really miss my friends, and I really miss being able to just, like, go down to Chicago for a weekend and see them, and I'm really excited to be closer to them because it is hard when it's, like, I live two hours away, and I can't just, like, go down for a day, or I could go down for a day, but it's a journey to get there and back, and sometimes I don't want to sit in a car for that long. But I really, really miss them. And I hope I get to see them soon. Um, Something that has went well recovery-wise for me recently would have to be my openness and my honesty with my therapist and with my dietitian and with myself. Uh, and that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. I saw my sister mm, last weekend, I think, is when she was home. Yeah, I think last weekend we had this conversation driving last weekend and she asked me she said Lauren why is it so much easier for you to be open and honest about everything going well in recovery for you on your Instagram and on social media versus you, your struggles and she asked me this and honestly I was just like making excuses almost for why I wasn't being as open with my struggles on social media I was like oh I don't want to seem like I cry for attention oh I don't want it to seem like I'm wanting people to like tell me that I can do it or like like I'm looking for attention in that way versus like if I'm just posting that things are going well it's less of the whole attention seeky thing I think is what I try to justify it as but I don't want to show up as somebody in recovery and like at a place in recovery that I'm not. So I just have to like be honest with you guys and say that I have been lapsing really badly, if not relapsing pretty badly when it comes to my disorder. I was relapsing. I'm not anymore. I mean, I'm probably, I'm on the upward of it, but I was really, really low. And that's another one of the reasons why there hasn't been a new podcast episode out recently, just because I know, at least for me, I was not in a place where I was able to really talk about recovery because I wasn't recovering. And that's kind of hard for me to admit and kind of hard for me to say. And it's not like I'm ashamed of it at all. But it's still hard to admit to myself because it was such a subconscious thing. And I convinced myself that I was doing so much better in recovery than I actually was. And it took until my therapist telling me that if I kept any of the shenanigans that I was 
keeping up, I was going to be back on treatment a lot sooner than I would hope to be. And I hope to never be in treatment again, in a higher level of care again. So, yeah, there's that. Laying it all out to you. That's my truth. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny when people are like, and that's just my truth. That's my truth. But, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Um, yeah, so I guess I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and just kind of let you guys in on what that looked like and where I am now and how my thoughts have changed. And, yeah. Um, so what's weird is that George and I talk about the fact that relapses and lapses look different every single time and that's what makes them so hard and confusing but it's like true they literally do we talked about tripping in the last episode that we had released and I can definitely say I tripped a lot and it wasn't like one trip it was like I tripped and then I like started like stumbling like I didn't get up I didn't keep and I keep walking no 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 no. I was like stumbling a lot pretty close to the ground And that's what sucks is because like you trip and you're like, oh, okay, I can see that trip and that piece of sidewalk or whatever those thought patterns were that were screwed up and not healthy and not something that I want to be engaging with. So I'm just going to walk away from those. But then you walk into a different thought pattern that is doing precisely the same exact thing, but they're different. So you don't think it's doing the same thing, but it is doing the same thing. So you're just continuously tripping. And that's what happened with me is such a subconscious thing that was going on where I was making up excuses for my thoughts. I was telling myself that, hey, it's okay that we're thinking this about a certain food group, or we're thinking this about the meals we're going to be eating today because an average person probably thinks this. This borders um, a diet culture approved kind of thought alignment. And I can do that. Like that, I can find a normalcy in that. I can't find a normalcy in that because if I even begin to toy with the idea of diet culture thoughts, then I'm literally setting myself up for complete failure. And I think that that's something that I really, 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 really didn't want to admit to myself, that I couldn't be one of those people that kept on to some behaviors and or some thought patterns or, like, engaged in some thoughts and that I was different in recovery and that my recovery looked different and that I was recovered enough to do that and to like toy with those things and that it was normal when it wasn't at all I had a heart to heart with the good old therapist she told me she's like you're faking it dude and you can tell you can really really tell and I was like oh oh I am faking it I am faking it right now And I don't want to fake it anymore. I don't want to have it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. Like, I am just so sick of having this identity as a girl with an eating disorder. And there's not, it's not like I feel guilty or any shame or any embarrassment in it. I'm just really sick of it. Like, I'm sick of having to feel like I need to explain myself if anybody comments on my relationship with food or if anybody comments on how I physically look. Like, if anybody comes up to me and says, oh, my God, you're so healthy, or, like, wow, you look so healthy, 
I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, no. No, 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 no. Please do not get it through your mind that this is the image of health because I am sick. I do not have a good relationship with my body, with food at all. Don't think that this is healthy. I'm sick of having to say that to people because I'm I'm going to say, I will continue to say that to people until I feel like I am honestly in a better place with my relationship with food and my body. But I just am tired of having to preface it with that or to have that conversation with people. And again, not out of embarrassment, but out of just, I don't want it. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to feel like I have to do that because I don't want this identity. I'm just sick of having an eating disorder. I'm sick of having this relationship with food. I'm sick of having this relationship with my body. But what sucks is that there's still like a little part of me that like is like I it's just a lot of work, Lauren. Like that's a lot of work to recover. Like it's a lot of work to challenge like all those thoughts. But I don't want to be in treatment again for the third time this year, this fall of my birthday. Like, I really, really, really want to celebrate my 23rd with my friends. And I know that if I engaged at all in the cycle that I was going down, if I didn't abruptly stop and reevaluate where I was in my recovery and what I was doing, that that's exactly where I was going to be. I wasn't going to go back to school in the fall. I was going to be again halting my life to take care of something I that I would need to take care of. And I just don't want that. I don't want to have to do that anymore. I don't want to have to stop living, basically, to get myself to a place where I can just function again. So as hard as that is, like, I mean, it was an awakening I guess I needed, and I'm thankful for every single time that I do hit a low or that I do have to really come to terms with where I am in my recovery and how I'm doing. Does it suck? Yeah. (laughs) I wish I didn't have to deal with this. Yeah. But am I going to continue to deal with it? Am I going to continue to grow from it? Am I going to continue to push myself? Yeah. Because I'm done with having this identity. Like, I'm absolutely sick of it. And if I'm being honest, I was having these thoughts and I was having this cycle since I was in PHP. Like, since the day I got out of res. Because I was so wildly uncomfortable with the way that I physically looked. Because I hadn't seen myself in my restored body in such a long time. That I just had convinced myself that it wasn't my body and that it wasn't me and that the only reason why I looked like that was because of the fact that I was in residential like that wasn't me no that if I went back and started eating like a quote-unquote normal person I was not gonna be like a normal person Lauren you were gonna be engaging in behaviors but that I would somehow bounce out and be at a place that I wanted to be at it wasn't a place where I wanted to be at it was a place where my disordered brain wanted to be at and it sucks that I fall into that pattern every single time I'm in a outpatient level of care or out or recovering outpatient 
but I think I've realized why I do that too. So I had a meeting with my new dietitian. I started seeing a dietitian again, which is pretty cool too. And it's going really well. But I during our first meeting, we had talked about how we're going to um, do meal plan stuff like that next week and kind of go more into detail what, about what it's going to look like. But she's like, do you have any questions for like this upcoming week though about it? And I was like, yeah, um, should I be like eating like three meals a day? Is that, should that be the goal? Oh my God. And literally the minute that that came out of my mouth, I was like, you can't see, but I just put my hand right over my mouth <laughs> and you get that if you were in treatment with me. That's just a shout out to my friends. But, um, yeah, I just think that's funny because literally in last week's episode of the podcast, I was talking about how I was like, no, I don't think I'm recovered. <sighs> nope. Not even close. But the fact that I said that and I laughed about it and I like called Darcy and I told Georgia about it too. But I was like, why did I do that? Like that like was so like ridiculous and like kind of stupid that I had to ask if I should be eating three meals a day. Cause like no shit, Lauren, that's like a bare fucking minimum that a person should be doing. And like consuming what the fuck but I kind of I talked to my therapist about it and I just like needed that permission and I think I think that what I was missing at an outpatient level of care was the permission because I could be giving myself permission in a higher level of care to be restoring to be challenging my ED thoughts to be recovering but if I wasn't in that setting the permission external factor of it like with like a team and with like where I was like physically wasn't there so all the permission had to be coming from me and all of the almost in a sense like motivation which and accountability was on me and I was not giving myself that. I had thought that, okay, well, if I'm not in residential, if I'm not in PHP, then I'm recovered enough. Then I'm looking differently at recovery than I was before because I'm at a different stage of it. When, like, in reality, like, I can be struggling just as much as I was in res, like, right now, which I am. But I wasn't giving myself permission to follow a meal plan. I wasn't giving myself permission to still be getting that help and having that sort of structure that I had when it was this past fall. So I think recognizing that it was a lot of just internal stuff and permission from myself to heal. I think other things that helped me right now with this relapse and admit to it and just have made me really review recovery and where I am and what I need to do and where I want to be have been realizing that I don't want to continue. Like I said, I don't want to continue to the cycle. I'm sick of this cycle. I'm sick of this identity. I'm just fucking sick of having an eating disorder. I'm like literally absolutely sick of everything to do with it. So that's been cool to finally be just kind of like in a, annoyance stage with it because I think I always just like oh no I don't really want it like it was more of like a sad like a whole lot of sadness around it and never really anger and I always was like mad at myself for not feeling that anger so you know shame on shame (laughs) that's funny but um I was never I never got like mad at the disorder for like what it took for me 
for having it. But, like, right now, where I am in recovery, I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty just, like, mm, fucking done. Like, I'm literally just fucking done with it. So, different place to be, which is cool. Um, I really started recently trying to look around when I'm driving, look around when I'm walking downtown to my job, even at my job, and just recognizing everybody's bodies in not a comparison way. But in a way of that, I had spent all the quarantine on TikTok, on social media, seeing these bodies that weren't even actual people. Or seeing these bodies that are like 1% of people, maybe. But in my mind, I had been like, oh, nope, that's the norm. That's like normal. Like, that's the way I should look because like, that's how everybody looks. No, everybody's body is so different and so beautifully different and like wonderfully made, like just for himself and unique. And being able to see that really, really helped because it kind of opened my eyes to allowing myself to just kind of like let go with that ideal persona and image I had in my head. I still hold on to it. And again, easier said than done. But in moments, it's nice to have that reminder. Um, And then also, I had a realization. This was after a day full of just kind of like challenging myself um, meal-wise and food-wise. And I was really, really uncomfortable and sitting there after and I was feeling really, really guilty for like the day. And I realized that I would rather be sitting with this like discomfort, like physical discomfort, emotional discomfort for however long it may last. Didn't last long, but however long they may last than to have an eating disorder anymore. Like, I am totally okay with being uncomfortable and living in that gray if that means that I no longer have an eating disorder and that in 10 years, in 5 years, and pray to God, 1 year, this is a thought of the past. And I have been having those moments recently, which is cool. Like, I was driving home from sushi with my parents, like, a couple weeks ago. And I felt like I was in high school again. And, like, the past two years of my life just, like, never happened. And that's was a pretty, like, weird new feeling that I hadn't actually felt. I felt normal. I felt like I was myself again, which was really fucking cool. But, I mean, I'm still struggling. And I think that that's where I got so screwed up, though, too, is that, like, I am having both of those moments and trying to live in the gray. I'm a very extreme person. I think it's because I'm a Libra. But I live in the extremes of life. So trying to find the discomfort and the comfortability in the in-between is kind of hard. But we're learning to. We're trying to adapt. And we're trying to grow. But yeah. So that's an update with me. That's how I'm doing. That's where my recovery is. I feel better now telling you all that. And kind of getting that out there and laying it out on the line. Thanks, Carol, for calling me out. But, yeah, I guess I'm going to continue to try to figure out how to do that more casually almost. And just kind of, like, own where I'm at and show all the aspects of it. Because, like, recovery does have a lot of, like, different aspects to it. So, yeah. Um, I appreciate all the feedback and the messages that we still continue to get. And the support. Literally, the support is fantastic. And I want you to know that if you're going through a hard time or if you're struggling, I'm here for you. I am proud of you. I believe in you and that you are so much more 
than you could possibly ever begin to think and imagine, and that you're worth it. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to go make dinner now. And then I'm going to watch The Bachelor, because The Bachelor premieres tonight, and I fucking love The Bachelor. Okay. Well, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, Georgia will be back next episode, and we'll be together again. But maybe more solo episodes will be coming your way. Yeah. Well, I love you all. And we ate that fucking food. Continue to eat the fucking food. And yeah, until next time. Bye.